Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. What's up, Cowboys Nation? Welcome to the Wolves Team on Blogging the Boys Network in partnership with SB Nation. I am Paul Stewart. I am joined by a very special guest, the one and only Jordan Tucker, aka J Tuck of CFO Sports. How are we doing, my friend? Hey, I'm doing good, man. How's things going for you on the other side of the pond, man? Busy, dude. It's, I'm, <laughs> I'm just so glad training camp is here. There's a lot to talk about and we will dive into it, but man, we were just saying this just before we went uh, started uh, recording that it, we were always get so used to talking about the draft process. Now there was that whole spell. It was so quiet. Now it's full gun-ho right now when it comes to the talking Cowboys right now. So it's only a way to be is be excited right now. Exactly. And it's a good feeling. I mean, and I always say Cowboys fans are spoiled because you get nonstop coverage from blogging the boys and content creators and media like it just never stops. And like you said, it was all systems to go throughout the draft process. And then post draft, you were covering who you drafted. Then you had, you know, free agency and it's like, boom, rookie camp. And then here we are headed to Oxnard. I'm getting ready to kick off camp. And so, you know, it's just a fun thing. Um, from a content experience to just talk about Cowboys 365 days throughout the year. And saying that, you're actually heading off to Oxnard. Yes, I'm flying out Monday morning, so I will be there for the first padded practice. You know, typically the first week is kind of like, you know, walkthroughs and there's no pads on. I want to see the pads flying, but I'm excited to get out there in Oxnard. Heard the weather's amazing. It's always a good time out there. So flying out to California Monday morning, driving straight to practice and watching more Dallas Cowboys football, so I'm excited. Oh, you have no idea how jealous I am. Not just the fact that I'm like 5,000 miles away, but, uh, but yeah. If that's one a little bit longer than mine. Just a, just a, just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for me, like, if there's one dream I would love to do is actually attend to a training camp. At one point in my life, I would just love to do that. But speaking about training camp, we've already seen some action in training camp from uh, day one and day two. So, um. So what was just kick it off? Um, so what would you say was the two like like what was your main standouts from taking in those practices? Yeah, I think the number one standout that a lot of people are talking about is the emergence of Jalen Tobert. Um, you know, Jalen Tobert was a guy we drafted last year in the third round, didn't get off to a good start his rookie season. And, you know, yeah. a lot of fans were kind of scratching their head. Um, but he was a guy I was extremely high on coming out of South Alabama last year, but just never translated last year. But it seems like this year he's getting off to a great start. He feels more comfortable. You see the confidence. You see the swagger. Dak spoke very highly about him. I know a lot of the insiders who are out there at campus, like he just looks like a different type of player. So Jalen Tober is my number one story that I'm definitely keeping my eyes on. 
um, especially after day one and day two of, of camp. Um, and then also there's another wide receiver, right? Jalen, Jalen, we got a lot of Jalen's on our team, right? Um, yep. But it's Jalen Marino out of Fresno State. And this was a guy who I love Jalen Marino Crane Rover. I love him, man. Like that catch in the end zone during training oh, camp, yeah. even though it was no pads, but still it was like, this is promising, really right. promising. Well, and I tell people this, I, I know it's no pads. And a lot of people are saying, well, you're just getting excited. Well, yeah, it's football season. You're supposed to get excited, right? A but, absolutely, yeah. You know, from the cornerback and wide receiver position, like what's the pads really going to make a difference? He still had to go out there. He had to stack the corner and go out there and make a catch. Like, you know, it's not like he never played in pads before. So he was a player I scouted out of Fresno State. Um, shifty slot guy, very reliable Hard nose, it has a, this 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 knack about him. It has a good IQ, and then also he grew up a diehard Dallas Cowboys fan. So for an undrafted free agent, like this is his moment. Like he is, you know, foaming at the mouth for every opportunity, and you're already seeing him gravitate towards it. So you know, those are my two biggest stories for the first two days. Just offensively, is Jalen Tolbert and Jalen Marino as well. I, I totally agree with it. For, for me, like even like from the defensive side, Eric Scott Jr. for me is really like kind of coming out his own. Like he's making some really good plays. And but at the same time, there's been a little bit of talking point compared to like about the whole interception, which is kind of in relation to Semi Fahoko. Um in terms of Semi Fahoko, do you think now with the emergence of Jalen Tolbert? And like some Maria Colbert, is that's going to put Fohoko on the hot hot seat now to even try and get a place in the team now? I think it's going to be a point of conversation, right? Uh, I feel like Jalen Tober is going to get the lead for the wide receiver four spot just due to him being a third round pick and just due to how highly everyone's speaking about him in the house. So then it kind of comes to those extra reps of wide receiver five and you got Simi Fioko, who I would think would be the lead dog, but you know, there has been some conversations about Kevante Turpin being involved in the offense. So what does that really mean? Then you have Jalen Marino. You also have Dennis Houston, who started week one last year. So then it's kind of open season with that wide receiver five. So, you know, when it comes to Simi, you know, every rep is going to be a valuable. And I know that yeah. he had the tip and, you know, Cowboys fans have PTSD when it comes to that because it led to a yeah. You know, overall, I'm hearing Simi's having a great camp. You know, um, salute to Haley Sutton from DallasCowboys.com. She posted uh, videos of, you know, Simi having great catches. But, of course, Cowboys fans don't care about that. They saw the the, the tip pass. Yeah. And that's all they're focusing on. But I think Simi's going to have a good camp. I think if fully healthy, he's going to have a good camp, and he's going to make that wide receiver five really a topic of discussion. So I wouldn't count Simi out just yet. Kind of and still in the same discussion in regards to that interception and kind of in reference to the Cowboys fans, like the ones that kind of jumped the gun to like really put, oh, it's that person's fault. A lot of people are putting the blame on Dak Prescott on that. Are we concerned about the interceptions at all? Because for me, I'm not. Like low hanging fruit. It's just low hanging fruit. You know, like yeah. whether whether he Dak threw an interception and it was tipped, like, and here's what we have to understand. And I kind of look around the NFL, like Philadelphia, for example, or San Francisco, they don't allow any video coverage of their camps. And so people are only reacting off of things because they see it. If no one has saw the Dak interception and no one said anything about it, you wouldn't even know. Like it's practice. Like when you have a new offense, you have some new receivers. Where do you want to try to see what you can and cannot get away with? Is it mm -hmm. in practice? But the only difference is it's the Dallas Cowboys, it's the star, it's on everyone's timeline. So it's just a low hanging fruit. 
I'm not concerned at yeah. all. I wasn't even concerned about the interceptions last year, but I'm really not concerned. I just know that people just kind of find any little thing. Like I tell people, the internet's going to break as soon as Trayvon Diggs gets up a catch. <laughs> you know, like oh. catch, it's just like it, it's over, you know, and it's like, oh my God. But, you know, it, it just comes with the territory of being a Cowboys fan and covering this team. But, well, poorly mentioned about Trevor and Diggs. He just signed his new contract. And for me, I am over the moon for him. He got his money. And I think we can all agree it, it's so hard to find a good cornerback compared to a wide receiver nowadays. And I think we kind of learned our lesson when it came to Byron Jones all those years ago. So I'm so happy that the Jones managed to get a deal done. What are your thoughts on the uh, Trevor and Diggs deal? Yeah, I, I was so relieved. You know, I've been banging the desk for weeks about being proactive when it comes to signing Trayvon Diggs because I felt like if they didn't get a deal done before they actually got into camp, I know typically players like to kind of shut that off, right, and kind of just go into the season, do their job. And I felt like with the addition of Stephon Gilmore, Trayvon Diggs is going to get more opportunity. And with more opportunity, I feel like he's going to get more turnovers. So that price point was only going to continue to climb. So I was just like, listen, the Cowboys need to be proactive and get this deal done. Because I know there was like A.J. Terrell in Atlanta that's kind of coming up the pipeline. I was like, listen, Trayvon Diggs' agent isn't going to pick up the phone unless you're over $85 million. So yeah, it's, that's the starting talking yeah. point. So you know, I'm glad to see that they really came together. And the deal was great on both aspects. You know, like everything worked out from the Cowboys standpoint, but also for Trayvon Diggs, it wasn't this disrespectful offer. So it's a good thing to lock up your cornerstone for the future in a passing league. So I, I was excited and relieved that Trayvon Diggs got his well-deserved money because if anyone deserves it on the team, he definitely deserves his money. 100%. Speaking about money and contracts, we did get a news update regards to Zach Martin. Um, so he has messaged directly to Tyler Smith saying he will be back soon, So, which is positive signs. So I guess my question is, does Zach Martin deserve a new deal? For me, for him being an uh, all-decade team, eight-time Pro Bowl, two-time first team, absolutely. He is the iron, he's, he's the iron sharpens iron within our offensive line. So what do you think? Do, do you think we'll manage to get Zach Martin to come back sooner rather than later? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's Zach freaking Martin, as we say, right? Um, but I feel like the tricky part with Zach Martin is he kind of skipped a line because we all kind of got blindsided because I remember that day yeah. breaking his 99 Madden rating, you know, kind of high-fiving, running, jumping in the streets, and it's like, oh, well, actually, I'm not showing up to camp. And it's like, oh, <laughs> okay. Um, you know, so, but yeah, if anyone deserves the money, it's Zach Martin. I think it's a simple restructure. I've been telling Cowboys fans they're going to have to do it regardless because next year the cap, I think he's like $24, $25 million. So they're going to have to swipe the pin. But here's the thing I probably think the Cowboys are considering. Age, you know, how long do you want the extension to actually be? You know, so it's one of those things. But yeah. sometimes there's players you got to say, you know what? It doesn't matter. It's Zach Martin. You know you're going to get your value. I just think that for me personally, even though he was holding out from camp, the main priority was to take care of your young player first and Trayvon Diggs. And yeah. then maybe now you can use Zach Martin's um, contract for a pin swipe, stretch the money a little thin, open up more money there and put that and allocate in different places, possibly, you know, his counterpart in Terrence Steele. But I would think, I would think Zach Martin will probably be back by the end of next week. Yeah. yeah. I mean, 
I'm not particularly worried about it. Like I can hear, I can understand some Cowboys fans questioning about Zach Martin's age. I mean, he's only 32. He's not exactly old, but in terms of right. offensive linemen, I was like, I kind of like, this is what I tend to ask them. So, so well, you've got the guys like your Jason Peters and your Andrew Whitworth that played to the 40s. It's like, mm-hmm. If Zach Martin was able to do that, like playing at eight solid years at that level, like he'd probably be redeemed as one of the best offensive linemen of all time if that was the case. But so I think that kind of goes into what you're kind of saying. How long do we give him that contract for? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like I said, there, there's you can look up and like I said, you can't even count offensive linemen. Period. Whether that's tackles, guards, centers, that's better than Zach Martin. So if there's any guy that you can trust that you're going to get your bang for your buck and your return on your investment, it's going to be Zach Martin. You know, like yeah. we signed and extended players with a lot worse track record than Zach Martin. So if we extended Zach Martin, I'm going to be like, oh my god, why would we do that? He's older, like he's falling off a cliff. Like that's not the case. Zach Martin's going to be Zach Martin until the day that he's done. So, you know, I think they will get the deal done probably in the next week or so, you know, you know, he's, he's a veteran. So it's probably a little strategic play to kind of miss a few practices and skip camp a little bit as well. So I'm not too concerned about this deal. You know, I think that he'll be back on the team shortly. Yeah. Um. So kind of moving on from Zach Martin, we've also seen CD Lamb having a wee interview with the press and stuff like that, talking about his training with Dak, who in fact is Dak Prescott's 30th birthday. So happy birthday, number four. Time flies, man. Time. And no, uh, but yes. Yeah, so CD Lamb was talking to the media. He was talking about training with Dak Prescott in the off season in his backyard, and went off to Georgia, and uh, and also with the addition of Brandon Cooks coming in, he's been the past couple of days during training camp there. He's been asking questions, picking his brain, and he feels like this wide receiver core is literally bound to really kick off. So, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm excited. You know, and I feel like this is the first year when CeeDee Lamb is that guy, you know. And for me personally, the moment we drafted him in 2020. Oh, yeah. Guy for me, you know. But, you know, you, you had Amari Cooper, you had Michael Gallup, and then last year you lost Amari Cooper. So a lot of people still had a question mark. It's like, is CeeDee Lamb a number one wide receiver? That was a conversation this time last year. I think that's no longer the case. And I feel like what's really going to help CeeDee Lamb is now you have the addition of Brandon Cooks and what should be a healthier Michael Gallup. This wide receiver room is going to be even much stronger than it was last year when you really can't focus on him. So he's going to get favorable matchups because he's a chess piece you can move all over. So I'm expecting CeeDee Lamb to have a phenomenal season. Now, here's the one thing. Hmm. <laughs> Speaking of contracts, we probably need to swipe that pin and get him done before Justin Jefferson in Minnesota gets that deal. Yes. Then, you know, the price is only going to go up. I'm really not sure how they're going to handle this with CeeDee Lamb because of the fifth-year option. But this is the one you definitely want to get ahead of because if Justin Jefferson signs that mega deal, CeeDee Lamb is probably going to be within the ballpark and it's going to put, you know, some 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 financial strains on our, our team. Not to throw any shade towards this player, but are we talking about the same Justin Jefferson that Trevor Diggs shot down for only like 12 yards? Is that oh, the yeah. same guy? <laughs> that's, that's the same thing. He's probably going to get one of the highest paid wide receivers in the league. So Crazy. Like- uh, don't get me wrong, Justin Jefferson is phenomenal. He's, he is, but he was just non-existent in that game. Um, he was drafted after CD Lamb. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, moving on from the offense, um, kind of looking over the past uh, quick highlights of day one and day two, Micah Parsons already 
looks incredible. Like he looks quick, focused, like, and this is not even contact practice with full pads and stuff like that. Um, but Overshawn looking really good since from practice, looking very aggressive on the drills. I have to admit, like his shed off blocks and stuff like that, looking great. Um, but yeah, so what are your general thoughts with Parsons and what are your thoughts with the moment Overshawn? Yeah, I mean, we, we talked about Dak Prescott and his birthday. I mean, we're looking up, Parsons is in his third season, right? Because I remember us doing that. Um, that's right. So it's like now, it's like. Micah Parsons isn't just the the young little young guy in in the building. Like he is it's the, the man. He's I the mean, guy. Opposite you, we used to have two one four. Now it's like eleven. Um, yeah, eleven and four. Like that's not that's not a cute number, right? Four one one or whatever, right? Yeah. So defensively, Micah Parsons is our anchor. He's our leader, and everything goes off of him. And already the mindset and the interviews. Like, it's just a different focus. It's a championship focus. And I just see that Micah is emerging. And here's where I've been telling Cowboys fans the longest. What we've seen from Micah Parsons is great. When it's really going to get scary for Micah Parsons is when the game slows down for him. And this is just like, okay, I've seen this before, right? I played this chess match with Tom Brady. I've, I've battled with Lane Johnson. I've seen it all. And now he can really digest and use his God-given ability. I feel like that's going to be the biggest uptick when it comes to Micah Parsons. It's like, okay, everything that was thrown can be thrown at me was thrown at me last year. I have a move and I have a counter for which Dan Quinn's going to help him with. So Micah Parsons, I feel like he's going to be scary this year, man. I'm excited to see what the lion does and takes it to the next level because it seems like he's. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. I totally agree. Like I tend to think like the more knowledge you learn every season, the more dangerous it's going to make you as a player. Mm-hmm. And Parsons is just an absolute student for the game. Like mm-hmm. you've seen him how he's like, I mean, you wouldn't even classify him as a linebacker anymore. He is pretty much playing more or less that hybrid Von Miller defensive end type of role. But I think now we are going to see him more on the edge more than ever. But not that I'm complaining. I think it's great. But with all the knowledge he's learned over the past, like all the ups and downs, what one's best in certain offensive linemen, how to beat them, it's just going to make him a more dangerous player. Like he's going to see things sl- like, like you know, that that slow motion effect. You can see it just ahead of him. He knows what's going to happen next. That's that's the, 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 the prototype of Micah Parsons right now. Like he is learning that craft, like how to anticipate 
what move to throw to get to the yeah, quarterback. We kind of look back. Remember, like, when we just saw it in Dak where he's kind of just elevated, like, okay, he's seen the field completely different, like how it opened things up. I feel like the same thing is going to happen with Michael, where it's just going to be like, okay, he may have not got a sack, but he opened up and did this pass rush move, which allowed, you know, Sam Williams to come off the edge. Like, he, I think he wants to be disruptive. And he said that himself. Like, he just wants to change the course of the game, like an Aaron Donald. It might not always be sacks, but variety of different things to help his team win. And then having that first round draft pick in Mozzie Smith that we drafted, that's going to help it even more because he's going to definitely. I love the Mozzie Smith pick. Like, the more I think about like, my instant reaction back way back in the draft, I was like, huh, okay. I wasn't, ex yeah. I was not expecting that, right, but right. I am not against it. I, yeah. like, and the more I looked into Mazzy Smith, the more I fell in love with the pick more and more and more by each day. And the guy is built to stop the run. And that was one of our biggest weaknesses. We have addressed that. And with him, after seeing the video clips with him working right one on one with Aiden Durdy, like, that is getting my blood pumping up to see that because Aiden Dudley is probably one of the most hands-on coaches you're ever going to like be with. So along with Dan Quinn, of course, because we know what Dan Quinn is like. He, he he's not shy to get on the field and actually put on some uh, put on the tackling pads on and stuff like that. So yeah, I'm I'm really excited to see what Massey Smith can do. Yeah, I agree. Like when the when the pick was called, it wasn't like, oh, this is a bad pick, or I was jumping for joy. It was like, oh, we went defensive tackle in the first round. That's not what we do. He's just like, I'm I'm with it. So I understood yeah. it because it, it was a need. So it's like, oh, good pick. You know, like and I know a lot of Cowboys fans, they want you either high or low. And I'm just like, oh, this is, that's a solid pick. I, I understand it. We needed to get better in the run defense. He instantaneously helps that. That's the one thing he did at Michigan. It was a good fix. So, you know, I feel like with Mozzie Smith, I really like his temperament. Like, he's just very blue-collar. He's like, I just, my main goal is to do whatever my defense wants me to do to win. Like, that's it. Like, he's not too flashy, you know. And I tell Cowboys fans, you might not see him jump off in the stat sheet, but if once you kind of bust down the film and really watch, you're going to be like, oh, okay, this is the impact that he's having. Because if you want a one-on-one block with Mozzie Smith, and you played offensive line, one-on-one yep. -on -one with him, Good luck, you know. Good, <laughs> yeah. good luck, you know. Good luck, and so just that warfare in the trenches, and then you toss in big Jonathan Hankins in the fire, and you know, oh, so like it wears you down the interior, which is only going to help your outside guys. So it was a great pick for Mozzie Smith, and I'm excited to see him play. Absolutely, especially for the opposing uh, interior offensive linemen, your centers and your guards, like it's going to rethink what you're going to have to do when you've got likes of Hankins and Massey Smith lined up in front of you. Like, who you can't have two double teams, and that's just going to open up all the doors for your linebackers to hit down the middle and might even, like, cause more disruption on the edge. So it's going to cause, like, and that's the whole design of being a defensive tackle is draw the attention in the middle. Like, if you're doing that, you're doing your job. And, and that's like kind of like saying what Bill Belichick always tends to say for the New England Patriots coach is do your job. Massey Smith doesn't want to do anything fancy. He's there to do what he's supposed to do. And he's keeping it nice and plain and simple. The less is more approach. Yeah, and even though there wasn't pads on, I mean, there's already been reports of him at camp getting pressure and getting to the quarterback. So if he does that, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, because he, I mean, he has the motor and he talked about it in Michigan. That just wasn't what they wanted him to do. They wanted him to focus on the run, but he does have the motor to get to the quarterback and you're not going to burn him out like at the University of Michigan. Like I said, Dan Quinn likes to rotate. 
So he's going to get rotation with Hankins and those other guys where he can come in there fresh, dominate for a series or two, rotate out, catch his breath, come right back in. I'm excited for Big Mozzie. Yeah. I mean, and it's kind of a thing with some of our Cowboys fans, I think it's really unfair to put the Michigan school tag on Mazzy Smith because of what we did in the past with Tyco Charlton, which is a completely different type of player. Right. Like it's, it's it's totally unfair. Like you just like you need to really do watch the film, what he's capable of doing. And and if anyone's actually seen this video of him doing the stair jumps, mm-hmm. that is peak a level of athleticism at its finest. If we even get to see that in the interior of him forcing offensive lineman back, oh boy, we're gonna have a fun season. We are going to have a fun season as this yeah, defense. Yeah. You know, and, and on my channel, you know, during draft season, we did a whole hour breakdown of him versus Steve Avila um, out of TCU. Who That's right. Like, a guy who and, we talked about yeah, extensively yeah, in draft dog, season. It was a it was a dog fight. And so it's like, you know, the film, that really helps to kind of understand players. I get it. Not everyone has the time to kind of sit there and break down film on Mozzie Smith, but he's definitely going to have impact. And I tell people, the one thing I would pay for at camp to see pay-per-view and jerry jones will probably hear us and start charging right is to see mozzie <laughs> smith lined up across from tyler smith like i would pay to oh well you're well lucky for you my friend you're gonna be there and witnessing that in <laughs> yeah person. yeah like that's, that's where i'm gonna be zoomed on to see you know so with tyler <laughs> playing left guard and as soon as mozzie lines up over there like okay catch it in 4k is, mate yeah. catch it in 4k <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, is gonna, this is gonna be fun when i can't wait oh dude speak i mean we're still in the discussion where the defensive tackles uh, dan quinn's actually came out and actually gave him high praise for former off Defensive lineman now, defensive lineman, Isaac Aracon. Um, he's actually shown a lot of promise despite he's never played defensive line in a position before. And so just to give you a background, uh, Aracon spent three years with the NFL International Pathways Program, which gives him a roster exemption for the practice world, which is now no longer available. But uh, but can Aracon provide any depth in the scout teams, especially with the experience being on both sides of the ball? Yeah, and and I and I think the one thing when you looked at Isaac just from an offensive line, and you know Paul because he played the position, right? Yeah, I, yeah, I, I played both sides as well. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of different footwork, it's mechanics, it's exactly a lot of process. So for a player who's kind of a project, it's a lot to learn because it's very important, right? Because you can't have those mental lapses because your most prized possession is the quarterbacks behind you. Being a defensive tackle, you can just say, use your size, athleticism, and just go. Like, just put them in go mode. Just be physical. Just be nasty. And I feel like Isaac has that already instilled in him. Mm-hmm. So I think he's probably going to transition better defensively than he did offensively because there's not a lot of thinking, right? Just go be a bulldozer, cause havoc, you know, and and open up lanes for your, your linebackers to kind of flow freely. So I feel like Isaac's going to have, you know, if he – probably on practice squad possibly, but he's a big guy to have out there and getting those reps is only going to make your offensive line stronger. Yeah, I mean, I mean we all know Aracon's a very athletic guy for his size. He's, he's 315 pounds. So mm-hmm. even that weight alone, that can really disrupt quite move, a lot. He can move too, yeah. He can move too. So yeah, it's, you know, like I said, it's a lot less thinking. Just go out there and just be a wrecking ball, be a force, be violent, be physical. Yeah. I feel like that's going to be an easier transition for him. Yeah, like like you kind of mentioned a bit like Aracon as well, like the difference of footwork and that, and even the difference of hands. Like you're no longer like 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 if you're on the offensive line, you're not just trying to like like put the hands in the chest. Different hands, like you've got clubbing, you've got um like rip, rip moves for defensive line. You've got all those different different mechanics for it comes to your hands. 
different ways to use your eyes and try and like focus on the gap that where you're trying to go. So it's a whole new learning process. But at the end of the day, it's going to make him a better football player. So I'm very excited to see what Aracon can do. And speaking about that, the Cowboys will be practicing today at 11.30 in Pacific time. So if you are planning going to the uh, practice today, the doors open at 9 o'clock. So Cowboys Nation, if you're planning going, be there early. And I have to go like at seven o'clock today, man. Oh, it's going to, yeah, especially yeah. for the weekend, definitely. Yeah, the weekend and, you know, uh, you know, fan appreciation day and the NFL networks, like it's going to be a madhouse out there. Yeah. So go now. <laughs> yes. So with that practice now just come up, because what are you most excited about? And this is, this is one for me. This is what I'm kind of excited to see if they do cover it. I want to see the kickers in action. Yeah, so they reported that the kickers will not kick in public until Monday. So I'll get to see the kicking competition. Which uh, so it'll be on Monday, uh, right? Okay. Personals. Yeah, so I think that's the huge question mark that everybody wants to know. Like, how is this kicker situation actually working out? So I think they said that Monday will be the first time you see the kickers actually in public and open forum, which is like kind of it's kind of scares me a little bit. Like, where are you? Where do you hide? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like what have you been doing for the past two days? So you just been right. doing like give us more information. Come on, guys, because yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're it's a, it's a it's a very important piece. Like last night, weirdly, like you know, I'm a Cowboys weirdo. I just stayed up and watched the Tampa Bay playoff game. I'm just like. Man, those extra points were just costing us, you know, just left yeah. and right. And luckily, you know, Tom Brady and the offense didn't put up any points, but I was like, man, like having inconsistency at the kicking position definitely changes your thought process. And I think that would impact us in San Francisco as well. So we got to get it figured out. And I would like to know sooner than later, do we have our guy in house? Because both guys are kind of unproven, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I think this is the the enigma, the, the mystery when it comes to the kicking competition this year. I mean, we did try to do that last year with uh, Fiscano and uh, Kim, and is it Hallelujah? Hall uh, yeah. Hallelujah. I think that's it. Yeah, some some Hallelujah. Yeah. So, I can't remember his name then. Last minute, we did get Brett Maher for him. In fairness to Brett Maher, he was actually pretty good during the regular season. But when it came to those clutch moments, the under pressure moments, that's the problem. Mm -hmm. So having these really unexperienced kickers, um, we've got Brandon Aubrey came from the United States SFL. I'm very interested to see how he's going to transition. Like he's he's been pretty good in, in that league, but this is going to be his first ever season in the NFL. Before that, he was playing in the major league soccer and stuff like that. So at least we know he does have a leg, but I'm just really curious to know can he cope with pressure? More than yeah. anything, because I think that's the big, I think that's the big question when it comes to kickers as under the moment. Yeah, exactly, and that's the thing. You can have the biggest leg, but can you utilize your leg in big moments? And like I said, for me personally, I'm with you. I would have just brought Maher back because there was a lot of games he really saved us. Like he just he did. Just, he kind of you know just slipped up in the playoffs a little bit, but it wasn't worth <laughs> fully getting rid of that relationship because. I'd rather have him in for kicking competition at least. And then if he got beat out, he got beat out. 
I will say, Jay, thought you may have just raised a lot of question marks with that statement there. It's a brain her back there. Well, he's <laughs> but, gone. I think I think he's signed, but I I, yeah. I, I, I would have brought him back and yeah. let him go to camp with kicking competition because you know what you got. Yeah. And if one of the younger guys kind of beat him out, then you move on. But exactly, you've got, you got nothing else to lose. Exactly, and you want proven guys going head to head. It's just like I don't know. You, you're not. We're not going to know what we got until we get to the season. So exactly. Well. Other than that, eh, we've also, like I mentioned, we've got the practice. Is there anything else we might be potentially excited about about for this practice? Yeah, for me, I'm really excited about the running back room, to be honest, with the outside of Tony Pollard. I mean, we know what Tony Pollard is, right? I'm glad that you mentioned that, actually, because I saw there was, I don't know if the, you saw that there was a still uh, from the interview from Kyle Yeomans on day one of practice where, you know, it's a... Uh, Tony Pollard, Ronald Jones, and um, Deuce Vaughn standing side by side. Ronald Jones is a big boy. Like, oh, he is. Like, yeah. in terms of the most physical, in terms of size, I'm actually kind of now thinking it's like, Jones might be that type of guy to be used as that kind of, that short yardage yards now. Yeah, and so, yeah, and, and I think that's the conversation. That's the unknown, right? Because Ronald Jones, he's a guy who is your veteran guy who's played with Pat Mahomes and played in the Super Bowl with Tom Brady, so he has that veteran elk about him. But then you have the young guys, and Malik Davis, who I personally love. And I love Matt Davis as well, yeah. Because he earned that right last year from the carries that he got. But then you have Deuce. I know Deuce is the draft favorite. You know, I kind of caught him, uh, you know, Mighty Mouse. Yes. <laughs> you know, he, like, I, I tell you what, for a small little guy, he can actually take it on. Like, he yeah. was striding in that open practice. And I have to. Under, people don't understand. Even though he's small, right? Deuce Vaughn was the lead dog. You know, I cover the Kansas Jayhawks in Kansas State. They're our rivals. But, you know, at Kansas State, he was the focal point of their offense. So he was a bell cow back, and he did a lot of different things. Yeah. So don't let his size fool you. But then also you have Hunter Lukey, the undrafted guy who the Cowboys brought in as well. And he's a guy who's kind of your hybrid fullback slash running back and play a little bit of tight end as well. So, you know, it's going to be open competition. That's the one thing I'm kind of watching on preseason, like who's getting the carries, who's kind of fizzling out a little bit. Um, but right now it's every man for himself. And you yeah. also have Rico out there as well. So, yeah, um, for me, I think the biggest thing I'm really looking forward to the most is I want to see how much unfolding of this West Coast offense is going to develop, like, how much is it taking it from, uh, sorry, the Texas Coast offense, sorry. Uh, that's what I meant, sorry. Not the West Coast, yeah. Yeah, I got my words mixed up, but you know what I mean. Um, I'm right. just wanting to see what is the type of uh, difference that Mike McCarthy is trying to introduce to the team. How is it benefiting our wide receivers? How is it benefiting Dak as a whole? So really exciting stuff. So, um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's what I'm really looking forward to. Football's here, man. I'm excited. Like you said, the new Texas Coast offense, I think it's going to be more concept-based. Um, simple to understand. I think that's what a lot of players are talking about. And even Dak said, it's like, I know why we were actually calling play, which kind of makes me curious. Like, why wasn't that the case last year? But anyway, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, so a lot of exciting changes. But I feel like the, the thing that Cowboys fans should really hold their head up high, injuries, you know, out the, out the question. But it's like we really built on what we did last year. I feel like the 2021 season going into last year, it's like we still like we 12 and five lost in the wild card, but then we kind of took things down by getting rid of Amari Cooper and we lost, lost some guys. So it kind of felt like, ah, uh, 
But this year, we really just built off of what we already had. The core guys are still there. Mm -hmm. Stefan Gilmore, my goodness, I love that pick. Yes. Um, and also Brandon Cooks, who I feel like is going to have a phenomenal season. Then you go ahead and add this draft class. Like, we are just stacking up of what we did last year. So hopefully we'll be able to carry that throughout the season. So I'm excited, Cowboys Station, as you should be. There you have it, folks. So like I said... Be there at eleven thirty for the practice and and Pacific time at a uh, Oxnard, California, for uh, the open practice today. Um, as my special guest here, Jay Tuck, he's going to be at training camp as of next week, so you can get to see him there. But uh, before we finish off, Jay Tuck, where can everyone find you? Yeah, man, thanks for having me on. It's always fun, my guys. So you can find me on all social media platforms at Jay Tuck one five one. Um, my YouTube channel is CFO Sports. Um, come over. We talk a lot of Cowboys football, a lot of film breakdowns, a lot of weekly studies, interviews. We just have a good time with Cowboys fans. So I appreciate each and every one of you guys who support me and to support Cowboys Nation, the entire media community, because uh, a lot of hard work that goes on behind the scenes. Trust us. Oh, definitely. Like, if there's one thing, like, I will say is, like, you've been hitting, like, I should start giving you a uh, mystic ball now because you've been predicting everything spot on right now. So, but with that be without being said, you can follow me at IMP Stew at Instagram and Twitter, but also be sure to go and follow Blogging the Boys where you're going to get all your daily content updates. There's going to be podcasts every single day. And with that being said, let's go, Cowboys. Let's go. Let's go.